Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley. Hello, Steve. Hello, Larson. It's me, Dexter Loomis, NXT superstar. So here's my shout out to the Going In Raw podcast. Clever name. Hey, friend Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Take live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, of course. Uh, where found wherever audio podcasts can be found. Uh, quick update. Uh, tonight on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Larson at 8 p.m. Pacific, you're going to be dropping a music stream on us. Yeah, that's and then, the plan. Uh, after that, I got to figure out what I'm going to do because Unsolved Mysteries no longer on Prime. I might go to my personal Twitch channel and host it here on our channel and just rip the damn episode off YouTube and run it on, our, on, on my channel. Maybe I'll do that. And we'll just, I mean, look, it'll be, if nothing else, it'll be a fascinating experiment into what Twitch is paying attention to. Yeah, I guess so. Because we're really, we're small beans, man. I hate to break this to you. Larson, are you no, ready for I, this? I, I, I fully realize that. Are you ready for are... this? I'm sorry to break it to you. We're small fry. No, I'm aware of that. But. There's no, there's no disappointment. But, you know what I like about being small fry is that every friendo really counts. You, you know what I mean? Right. They're all great. You got that right. So, anyways. Uh yeah, and then of course there's Friendo Club TV. I think today we're gonna do pin loser draw, right? It's Thursday. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We got a busy day. A busy, busy, busy day. Busy day. Uh, earlier today on News Brief, we talked about the debacle that is the WWE's COVID nineteen quote oh, unquote man. response. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. But uh, today first we're gonna talk, or right now anyways, we're gonna talk about NXT. And, uh, oh boy, this episode was so good. It bested AEW in the overall viewership by like 150,000. Does that confirm being that Keith Lee is a massive draw? That's actually a valid point. I honestly think that he probably is. I think that a, uh, NXT's creative has just been really, really good lately. Um, not saying that AEW has been bad necessarily, but I do think that NXT has been doing a really good job. I you know, this Honestly, the central story of this might be I have seen this said several places on Twitter, and, and and I agree with it to an extent that there has been, as they say, a main rosterification of 
NXT. To a degree, yeah. And Triple H had said this publicly not that long ago, a couple months ago, that he was looking to bring a lighter side to NXT. Focus on character, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, in my opinion, it's been working really, really well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. NXT was a lot of fun last night. Um, and, uh, And it had a terrific main event. But I'll be honest, I don't think there was anything in here that I thought wasn't strong. I thought a lot of it was really, really like the vast majority of it was really, really good. Um, and uh, of course, uh, as you can see in the thumbnail, Keith Lee, as you just said, uh, he came away with that North American championship. Not and, exactly and, unexpected. And in fairly dominant fashion, too. The story was the two smaller guys trying to chip away at the big giant. And he had none of it. No, nah, he it was it, apart from that one spell where they they tossed him to the ring steps. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like Keith Lee had no issue beating them both. Yeah, um, and of course he'll be taking on Adam Cole at apparently now the Great American Bash. All right, is this going to be a two week? I, I read yes. this is going to be a two week yes. event also. Yes, this is counter programming. It's exactly what it is. Uh, because AEW, if I'm not mistaken, they just announced today that they're doing a two-week event. So they're counter-programming no, NXT, No, right? no, no. They announced that weeks ago, that Fighter Fest two-week uh, extravaganza. And then uh, Triple H's like, well, let's counter-program. Let's have our own two-week extravaganza. And name it after a Dusty Rhodes creation, the Great American Bash. Yeah. Go ahead. It's just not necessary. It's just not necessary. Just do your thing, NXT. Don't worry about what AEW is doing. Just do your thing. Focus on your stories. Focus on your your the quality of your wrestling. Just do your thing. Let's let's role play. All right. I'll be the game, Paul Levesque, Triple H. All right. Okay. Who the, am I? The King of Kings. You're Larson. Oh, all, all right. right. Sure. I've taken an audience with you. All right. Convince me. Uh, game. Yes. Uh, right there, the uh, the, the old bearded guy. Um, so walk me through. Hey, I've caught some of your music streams. They're great. Oh, thank you, Paul. Um, so walk me through decision-making process of bringing back Great American Bash to serve as counter-programming, if you will, for AEW's Fighter Fest. Well, first of all, I disagree with your premise that it's counter-programming. We here at WWE have a vast library of content that we can repurpose for the new age of wrestling we did this several weeks ago with in your house takeover and uh, we're doing it again with great american bash no no counter programming all original programming well here's the thing is, is i understand we're the best of programming back, i understand you're going back to the well and bringing back some of these older ips you you uh you know that that are under your stewardship um however uh, in your house wasn't didn't serve as counter programming to anything that AEW is doing. It was on a Sunday. It was a pay per view WWE Network event, and uh, in your house is a property created uh, solely by the WWE. Whereas uh, you know you just announced this Great American Bash thing uh, last night after AEW's been advertising Fighter Fest for several weeks, a two week event. Who? Who's been doing and, what? And and on top of that, the pissant company. It's it's an IP that you purchased and is an IP that was created by the father of one of the executive vice presidents over at AEW. Do you care to comment on that? I think you're reading way too much into it. You're smart, Mark. That's what I, I think, think you I are. Paul. I got Paul, two words for you. Paul, if, Suck if, it. If that could be your too, please don't watch my music streams anymore. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, I look, I, it's, you're complete, it is totally <laughs> unnecessary. 
It is unnecessary. I don't know what this is supposed to add to anything. Are they going to redress the set? I'm fine with redressing the set. That's cool. It's something new. It's something, you know, whatever. But it's like, and I understand celebrating both titles being on the line. But if this is going to be a two-week event, you're right. It's it's completely meaningless. You know that Vince is petty. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he apparently, I mean, from, from multiple uh, outlets have reported that he isn't happy with the ratings of, of NXT. He's probably a little bit more happy with them yeah, now. He'd probably be fairly elated this week. NXT won a couple of the demos, and they came really close to tying it was like a 0.19 to a 0.22 in the the all important two oh, sweet demo the 18 to 49 mm, yeah. it's like chocolate and peanut butter together it's, it's the only so demo beautiful. that matters yeah apparently um so they came close in that regards they've been picking up a lot of momentum um so i, I don't know i mean is this a thing to get if it's a look wwe owns the property if they want to get more people talking about nxt then who are we to say this is silly it is silly, but it is silly. But it doesn't take to, for me. It doesn't take away from the product. No, no, no. So no, there's there's other things going on in wrestling that's taken away from the product. But that's not one of them. I agree with that. It's just silly. Just one of those things. Where I watch, I hear it, and I'm like, all right. It's blatantly obvious what you're trying to do. What the <laughs> intent is here? Yeah, it doesn't really hurt anybody. No, but eh, it's just petty. Kind of petty. Yeah, it it, it it's lo- petty and it's and it's like the, the it's, it's the two hallmarks of Vince. It's petty and it's reactionary. The the optics. There's no forward thinking involved in any of it. It's just reactionary and pettiness. Yeah, it's like just you, do you. You're doing exactly. good. Do you? Just do your own thing. Do don't worry be- about what they're, they're doing. Just do your own thing. Do the best of you. So yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Although the idea that you know Triple H is sitting there, I yeah I don't know. I would actually be fascinated to know what the genesis of this is. Uh, is it Triple H? Is it Pritchard? Is it Vince? Who, you know, what's the deal here? Yeah, um, but uh, in any event, uh, should be a fun couple weeks simply because NXT has been a lot of fun lately, that uh, that takeover in your house. If they, I'll put it this way though, man, if they do something, and I have no idea what it could be, because like Bash at the Beach was the one that was like at the beach. The Great American Bash was just like another pay-per-view, right? Well, initially, uh, when Dusty created it, it was a series of shows. It wasn't just one show. Okay. It was okay. like a summer-long series back in oh, the okay. two or 83 or something. All right. Like Maybe a little okay. bit later. Um, if they did something clever, like left the, the full sail and went to a beach, granted I know this is a different Bash, but if they did something clever like that that sort of motivated – like giving it this name, um, this just there doesn't seem to be any motivation behind it. But behind sticking it to AEW, that's the motivation. Which still kind of makes me laugh a little bit, which makes it okay in my book if it makes me laugh. Anyways, let's talk about this begin. Let's talk about NXT uh, this week. Uh, we open up with Damian Priest having been punked out near his car. My God, this guy went from like. You know, lead baddie of the mid card to Chump, who gets who who Cameron Grimes, this dullard, gets the better of him over yeah, and booking, over again. They're booking Damian Priest like he's basically a fool. Yeah. He loses to Finn Balor. He's like, I got momentum, I lost, but man, mission accomplished. My name's gonna live in infamy. He's just bumbling. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently he gets smashed in the door of his own car or his rental. Um, and then Cameron uh, Cameron Grimes comes out, drops promos like, 
hey, wait priest. a second. If this guy lives in Orlando, how's this is not a rental? This is a car. Well, his car, his car, all he got the tires got slashed. This is the same car. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I sure. couldn't tell because last time it was it was like nighttime when they, his tires got slashed. I didn't. It was a challenger. Really it was a challenger, and this was a challenger this time. All right, so he got the he got him repaired. Okay. Um, so uh, Cameron Grimes comes to the ring. He's like, uh, Damian Priest is going to no show uh, this match. Uh, first, he slashed his own tires, and now he's acting like he got beat up in the parking lot. And he says, Grimes says. While I wrestled Finn Balor with a broken jaw that Damian Priest gave to me, Priest is doing this. He doesn't want to fight Cameron Grimes. Ref, count him out. Award me the match. Yeah. And this, then was, Priest- this was hilarious stuff. I love I love that they're using Cameron Grimes. I love it. It's so great. They, they recognize his strength that he could be really good at being irritating. Yes. And he's and wildly annoying. entertaining at being irritating. So Priest makes his way down the ring. He's got a uh, uh, FPOS rib tape, oh, and he's so got it all the way up to like not quite the nipples, but you know maybe two inches below. It's not Roddy Piper FPOS tape. No, but yeah, it's pretty high up there. And then Grimes attacks immediately, uh, lets up, says, "Hey, ring the bell." Ref rings the bell after Damian Priest says he's fine. And as soon as that bell rings, it's like Damian Priest been just no sells for his bicks. He's off to a fast start. Yeah, um, until he misses a back elbow in the corner, so he hits back first at the corner. Uh, damaging his ribs further. Uh, Grimes starts going after the ribs. Priest hits a choke slam. Grimes rolled out of the ring. Priest follows, tries for a razor's edge. His bat gives out. Mm. And then Grimes hits him with a cave-in on the floor, puts him in the ring, goes for another one. Priest sidesteps it. But again, in doing so, his bat gives out on him. Yeah. Grimes hits another cave-in to get the win. It's a, it's a pretty big win for Cameron Grimes. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's great. I love him so much. Uh, and seeing Damian Priest lose kind of makes me laugh. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. I just think that his character is just, it's so weird that it makes me, it makes me laugh when a guy like Cameron Grimes who walks around, he's so hairy. He's got a stupid hat. He's got that silly vest. He drives around in what does actually look like a white rental car. And, uh, and I don't know, he's so irritating. And Damien Priest is like the super cool guy who used to have lots of women around him. And then he's just getting punked out by this guy. Yeah, it's hilarious. Part of the thing is, is, we know exactly who Cameron Grimes is. We're still not 100% sure who Damian Priest is. Chump status, that's what he is. Outside, Robert Stone, once again, tries to recruit Rhea Ripley. Yes. He's like, he's like, I'm on a win streak, 1-0. He's like, come on, let me show you what we can do. And then once again, he, he says, get on the Robert Stone train. Choo-choo. And he, he does it like three times. He does the choo-choo like three times. And then Rhea goes down. Uh, gut punches him again, yeah. throws him in the trash. Aaliyah yeah. runs in, is like, hey, just because your career has gone to trash doesn't mean you could throw my manager in it. And then and she uh, realized that, that she messed up. Well, she slaps Rhea, and then she realizes she yeah. messed up. Yeah. And uh, Aaliyah's like, oh, we're going we're gonna to meet in the ring tonight. Yep. Uh, After next that, we have Tim- Timothy Thatcher video package. Some more Thatch's Thatch can, Larson. This is great stuff, man. He's showing off uh, the perfect form for a half crab. You know where to put which part of the 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 forearm bone to put that particular tendon to easily turn over the larger competitor. This is great scientific stuff. I love this. Uh, he says here, look, I can put this double wrist lock on only using two fingers. Well, he talks about also. He's like, look at how big this person is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And he's yeah. like, you just put his arm like this. No force. I'm not applying any force. And the guy's like, ah! And he's just it's sitting great. there and he holds it and he smiles. It's so good. I have a problem, Larson. What? I have been trying to figure out 
his damn voice, his accent for the longest damn time. Yeah, I know. I can't. I can't. And it bugs the crap out of me. I'll tell you, man. I got to get one of my teeth and like jam it up into my or chip it all the way off or whatever it is going on there. Maybe. That might help. Yeah. So anyways, at the conclusion of this, he tells his students to line up. Says, I hope you all learned something today. And the most important thing is that we had fun. <laughs> and he has that kind of weird, disturbing smile on his face again. I love him. I think he's great. Yeah, he's been doing really good work. We had we a really good... That Timothy Thatcher was going to be uh, like a, 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 a personality guy. Oh, because man. he's known for his technical wrestling ability. Yeah. yeah. You know, and his hard-hitting style. Not so much his character work. They got this down perfectly. They got it down absolutely. But like the, mm-hmm. the smile on his face... Like he'll he puts the hold on the guy starts and he's like okay this is what you do and there's no reason to keep it on and I swear they hold on him for another like twenty seconds mm-hmm. like uncomfortably long it's so good yeah it's very it's really good next we had Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas uh, Jake Atlas more or less defending the honor of Drake Maverick yeah who got uh, put through a table last week um, at one point uh, Joaquin Wild and Raúl Mendoza distract Jake uh, Atlas weighs on the apron Santos knocks him off. And, and Atlas goes flying to the plexiglass, go to commercial, we come back. Santos still has the advantage, goes for a phantom driver. Atlas escapes that, starts to make a comeback, hits the standing moonsault, gets a two. Uh, Atlas drop kicks Santos out of the ring, hits the top rope moonsault, but on it's on Wild Mendoza. Uh, meanwhile, Santos gets back in the ring. Atlas goes for a springboard, misses, hits uh, Ambrose's old finish, where it's like the DDT type thing, but go downward to the crown of the head, mm-hmm. forward, not back. Uh, gets two. Atlas goes up top. Uh, Santos knocks him off. Puts him in fireman's carry position. Hits him with the knee. Phantom driver. Get the win. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good match. Uh, afterwards, they all just sort of hover above him. I thought they were going to The packaging they've got so far for this faction has been really good. It's great. Joaquin Wilde looks like uh, uh, Pacino in Scarface. Mm-hmm. He's When he's got the sunglasses on, he sort of juts his jaw out a little bit. I don't know. I just sort of noticed that. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, we had uh, undis- this is great. Roderick is Strong. Roderick Strong might have been my MVP last night. So we had <laughs> undisputed era therapy, <laughs> and uh, and Roderick is back on the couch. Of course, Kyle O'Reilly, the, the therapist in disguise, and uh, and he's like basically he's like, man, okay, I think I've, I've I've given a long and hard thought, really reflected on it. I'm ready. I'm ready for the trunk. And then he looks up. And Kyle O'Reilly like is about to take his glass off. He's like Kyle, and he's like, "That's yeah. right." Uh, so they go out to the trunk, and he's really hyping himself up. And uh, they open it up. Like, All right, come on, come on, got to get in there. So he hesitates a little bit, and he gets in there eventually. And uh, Adam Cole's like, "Okay, you ready?" And they do the Reservoir Dogs in the trunk shot. Yeah. And he's like, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" He's like, "Yeah, one, two, clank." Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect 
instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And then they open it up and they're like, oh, they're celebrating and stuff. And he's like, oh, man, I feel so good. I feel he's like, good. I'm glad you feel so good because tonight you're going to get even with Dexter Loomis because you have a match with him. Yeah. So that happens later on. Yes, it does. Next, we had a Malcolm Bivens uh, in the share interview. Uh, Bivens says he's pissed off, but he doesn't need to yell to get his point across. He said last week. Hey, uh, hold on. He's not just pissed off, Larson. He's pissed off to the highest degree of passivity. That's right. Uh, he said last week he and Indus Share just walked down to the ring to check out who were going to be the next tag team champions. But it was Lorcan and Birch who ran down to attack them. And he says, uh, Biven says, I'm a good guy. And that's why uh, Indus Share didn't beat you up and send you to the hospital. And then each member of Indus Share got to talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool stuff. Uh, then we get a winner take all video package. Got Adam Cole in there, Keith Lee, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, interview bits, so on and so forth, hyping up. I uh, would assume would be the main event of night two of the Great American Bash. Yeah. Uh, so we've got after that, man, just a fun match, tag match. Casey Canzaro, uh, that finish Carter, was incredible. Kai, uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I love. I had to, had they mentioned this before that she's calling herself Big Mommy Cool. Yeah, I think so. I love that. I love that so much. That's great. That she, finish was so awesome. Okay, let's just so like basically there was a number one. There was a lot of really cool tandem offense mm-hmm. from uh, uh, Carter and uh, and and uh, sorry uh, and Cat Zero, Zero. Yeah. yeah against Gonzalez trying to do the thing you know chop down the big person mm-hmm. uh, really fast paced. Uh, so this is great. So Casey tags in. She does like a splash attempt on Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez catches her, gets her up into like single arm power bomb position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caden Carter comes at her. She eats a boot while she's still holding. Incredible. Casey. And then just the nastiest one arm power bomb. It was great. Drops her, uh, tags in Dakota Kai. She comes in, puts on that submission hold, and uh, Casey ends up tapping out. Oh, it was so good. That fin- That was so fantastic. This is a really fun match, though. That was fun. And then afterwards, uh, Dakota Kai drops a promo to the, uh, the camera in the ring, calls out EO. Uh, you know, because last week EO's like, this is my NXT, and Kai's kind of disputing that, says that she's going after that woman's title. So, like, later on, they announce it's after I think the medium Candice LeRae video uh, package. They announce that we're going to get uh, at the Great American Bash, uh, Fatal Four Way for mm-hmm. number one contendership to Io Shirai's mm-hmm. women's title. Mm-hmm. Dakota Kai is probably. Well, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bad guy because Io Shirai is a good guy now. Yeah, now she just so yeah, it's either face. Dakota Kai or Candice LeRae, right? Yeah, I kind of feel like Candice is still kind of wrapped up in in the Mia Yim thing. That hasn't been settled yet. I agree, and I think it's probably going to be Dakota Kai, but I'm kind of disappointed because it's kind of early, and I just don't think that she's going to get the title. But I think she could make for a really, really fun champion down the mm-hmm. line. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they could always mm-hmm. revisit it, but uh, but yeah, she's doing really, really good work right now. Yeah, yeah. Next, we got Karrion Cross versus Bronson Reed. Karrion Cross actually had to eat some offense in this match. Yeah, and um, eat it he did. He basically just sort of spat it back out. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and he eventually hits Saito suplex, puts Reed in the cross jacket to get the win. Um, did he impress you at all in this particular bout, Steve? His strength did. 
Like the fact that he was able to manhandle Bronson Reed to the degree that he did was impressive. But I mean, you know, I, I, I would not, I would not be surprised on Jan- July eighth if Keith Lee walks out with both those titles because they want to do Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee. That's what this match is telling me, or at least putting the idea in your head that it could be Keith Lee. If they want to, if they, if they really want to make a statement. Like in this Wednesday Night War thing, you put both the titles on Keith Lee. You do. Mm-hmm. He look. He looks like the, a franchise guy. He acts like a franchise guy. Holding both those titles just makes sense for him. And they have built up Adam Cole to such a degree that now is the time. Now mm-hmm. is totally the time. Um, and I, I just think that Karrion Cross coming in and wonk, and giving this match a wonk finish. <sighs> It's just well now, especially that they've 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 branded the next two weeks of NXT Great American Bash. It makes it feel like things should happen on that that's that's more than your average run of the mill routine episode of NXT. If it's an average episode of NXT, uh, then I'd be like, all right, Wonk finish probably gonna happen. Set up for something up for Takeover. But if this is all counter programming for AEW, then you wanna you wanna outdo them. Yeah, I know. To outdo them, you can't just have the match. You got to have Keith Lee pick up that win. Man, I know. It sucks. I don't watch NXT until the next day. We need to flip that script, man. We need to start watching NXT. Well, I mean, if NXT keeps winning, uh, winning the ratings. That's what we should do. We should just award it to the like the person who won the ratings the previous week. Previous week. So, like, next week we could just watch NXT at night. We'll see. What a great idea, Steve. Thanks. Uh, let's the, first see night of, the first night of Cider Fest, the card is stacked. Got that tag title match. You got Cody. Defend that TNT title is a lot. I know, but NXT is so good. Next, uh, we had Adam Cole interview. Yeah, and they're like, "Which which of these competitors would you want to fight?" Uh, and he's like, "Doesn't matter. I'm Adam Cole, baby." I think you really I'm said worried, that. worried about making sure there's room in my mantle for one more title. Yeah, that's right. And they told Mackenzie that was a stupid question. And walks off. <laughs> so rude. She's being professional. After that, we had a Mercedes Martinez coming soon video package. Mm-hmm. After that, we had uh, Rhea Ripley. Compl- this is hilarious. Rhea Ripley and uh, Aaliyah, and uh, midway through the match, it was like a three-minute match. Yeah, Robert Stone takes his shoe off and he throws it at Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. That distracts her barely. Aaliyah tries to take advantage, but she eats a riptide. Yeah, easy win for Rhea Ripley, yeah. but it gets better after that. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, this, uh, this was, was pretty damn good right oh here. Dexter God. Loomis versus Roderick Strong. So Roddy's walking down the ramp with Bob Fish. And Roddy would take like two or three steps and second guess himself and try to leave. And Bob Fish like, no, you can do this. Get to the ring. You could do this. And Bob Fish basically had to escort uh, Roderick Strong to the ring to make sure he got in. Uh, he wants it in there. Loomis just stares at him. Mm-hmm. And Roddy tries to leave, says, I'm not ready. Again, Fish gets him back in there. That happens a couple of times until Roddy's like, no, I can't do it. Loomis follows Roderick to the floor. Uh, this part was great. Rod, he tries to jump over the barricade, <laughs> forgetting there's plexiglass there, oh, and just bounces off the plexiglass. I died. I flippin' died. I was dead, man. And then it's what's great is that in the W. So WWE.com, their photo galleries now 
just take they don't do it match per match they do it just the entire episode yeah, yeah, yeah. one big batch of photos and they have a photo of him like off in the distance running because he tries to go through the, over the barricade hits a plexiglass bounces off and goes running off meanwhile bob fish is sort of hovering near the apron and he's like oh come on man come on you gotta add this and dexter loomis does the weird slide up to him thing while he's not paying attention yeah locks yeah. on the uh, the anaconda vice and then uh he's able to slip out and he gets away but yeah. uh oh my god I was I was cracking up. Yeah, it was pretty damn entertaining. Every time he got in there and he'd try to like get in the wrestling stance and, and Loomis would just stand there. Oh so man, good. this was good. So good. Uh next we had Robert Stone. He's talking to Regal via FaceTime. Uh says he wants a rematch for Aaliyah against Rhea Ripley. And Regal says, Oh, you both want a match against Rhea Ripley. Fine, you got it. Handicap match. You and Aaliyah will take on Rhea Ripley. And now Robert Stone at first, like, no, no, no. But okay, yeah, we'll do that. And if Rhea wins, then she has to join Robert Stonebrand. And Regal says, I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Rhea comes up from behind and says, oh, I'm good with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of like I know that uh, Robert Stonebrand is going to get zero offense in. Yeah. But this is like borderline intergender. This is it's actually literally intergender stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that Triple H has said several times that he's not a fan of. I know. I know. So next week, two matches announced for uh, Great American Bash week one. You got the Fatal 4-Way you mentioned before. Dakota Kai versus Candice LeRae versus Tegan Knox versus Mia Yim, winner mm-hmm. of the number contender for the women's title. And then uh, Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong in NXT's first ever strap match. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be neat. That'll be funny. That will be fun. Uh, after that, we had our main event, Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor versus Keith Lee. This was just, it was like basically one sequence where Finn and Gargano successfully teamed up to take Keith Lee out of the equation for a bit. Other than that, Keith Lee more or less dominated this match. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that that's that's right. I love the finish too. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, this is just like the two smaller guys trying to chip away at him. At one point, like Finn had, you know, had his back. But, I mean, that didn't really last last that long. Uh, they took him out for a second. Uh, as as he was out, like, uh, Finn, uh, I mean, there was some cool stuff going on. Yeah, when Finn reversed that spirit bomb, that double stomp, that was cool. That was rad. There was, like, the shotgun drop kick into Gargano, into Lee. Lee falls over Lee. on Gargano. Yeah. Uh, and then, so what happens here? So Finn is in the corner. And they do that thing where Lee enters from the bottom of the frame, like they're mm-hmm. just they're wanting to make a gif here. Uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, then he slingshots over the ropes and <laughs> takes yeah, out both great. guys. That was rad. That was great. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, there's that pounce by Lee on the outside as Finn has Gargano in the 1916 position. Uh, yeah, you already mentioned the uh, double foot stomp power bomb reversal thing. That was great. Uh, so then Lee hits. Uh, the what is it called? Big Bang catastrophe mm-hmm. on Gargano. Yeah. Finn, meanwhile, is on the top turnbuckle. He comes down to hit Coup de Gras, but Lee gets out of the way, so he hits that on Gargano. Lee grabs Finn for the Big Bang catastrophe, gets the pin and the win. Yeah, I was pretty surprised that uh, Balor ate the pin in this match. Yeah, him and Gargano are fairly comparable names, though, aren't they? Oh, I know. But yeah. Finn's been pretty protected since he's come back. That is true. That's totally true. But, man, they just they book Lee really strong. Oh, I, they do. Man, if, he, if they give him both titles, 
I mean, he's a better opponent for carrying cross easily. But I mean, mm-hmm. as you saw today, like Jonah Rock could easily be a proxy for Keith Lee mm-hmm. just in size, totally. anyways. Totally. Um, that'll be. I, I would be okay with that as long as they hot potato those titles a little bit, like mm-hmm. take over to take over. Because I don't want. I do not. One thing I do not want is they put those titles on Keith Lee. Everybody loves Keith Lee. You take them out, put them on carrying cross. And then Lee is just out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want that. That's the wrong type of heat to get on Karrion Cross That's right away. Bad heat. It's the bad heat. Yeah. That's the bad heat. You want to answer some questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I got a thread up on the Patreon, and cool. uh, you're going to answer some live Twitch chat. Questions. That's right. O Dog, War Games in your house and Great American Bash recently used. What other old pay per views are NXT going to use next? Uh, o Dog's money is on Halloween Havoc. I hope Probably, so. Probably uh, safe money right there. I really hope so. Yeah, I saw some chatter about that on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. When was when was the first Halloween Havoc? Late eighties, early nineties. Uh, Eighty nine. So last year would have been the uh, whatever thirtieth anniversary. Thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where am I? Uh, Griffin of Might mentions that uh, using Great American Bash could be to keep the trademark from lapsing because Cody wants the name. I guess if you don't use it, you could lose it. Is that one of them that Cody tried to get? I don't remember if it was Great American Bash. Hmm. I don't remember. There was like a bunch of them. There were a bunch of them. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Pablo Machado. Ever since the move to USA Network, it has become quite frustrating to not be able to watch NXT until 24 hours later as I'm in Mexico. Do you know if there are any plans to bring it back live for international consumers? We are not in the loop on that. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't know. Don't um, know. But it'd be cool if you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gareth, Punishment Martinez wouldn't accept a donut. Does Damian Priest with FPOS rib tape accept the donut? These days, given where his confidence levels must be at, I would say yes. He might be yes. doing a little bit of stress eating. Yes, uh, let's so. see here. Uh, Scotty Sparks, the electrician. Am I the only one sick of this two belts champ champ outbreak in wrestling? It's so absurd. There's no way uh, in kayfabe to make it believable. Wait, he's not done, Larson. He's not done. Oh, sorry. If you drop one belt, it buries it. If you only defend one in a match, it buries it. Do you guys feel the same way or does it make more sense to you guys? I mean, they're, I, doubt they're, I doubt they're really thinking about it to that extent. They think having this winner-takes-all thing is going to do them some favors in the ratings department, and at least this week it played out. I think that's it. They think they're just trying to pop interest in, in interest in the product, and they don't think about the intricacies of, well, how is this title going to look versus this title if this is defended and, or, and this isn't three months from now. I don't think they're worried about that at all. Uh, so, look, it, it, it raises the stakes for you know the goings on I, I i i would say this i like winner take all i'm kind of with whose question was this scotty sparks here when you do something like and granted i understand that new japan was hit with you know pandemic before we were and so that completely derailed anything they'd plan to do with anybody including of course yeah. their double champion naito mm-hmm. um i'm a big fan of hey yeah winner takes all but then you vacate the lesser title. Like, you, you do that. Because at, at what point, like, I don't know, when in history has there been, like, a similar situation? Like, right now we've got... Well, Seth had the U.S. title in the top belt and was defending them individually. And was, yeah. 
Yeah, and then Becky defended them individually when she was mm-hmm. Becky two belts on like the same pay per view. So I don't know, man. As long as it doesn't, I'll put it this way: NXT has a wealth of competitors in their men's division. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a wealth of competitors in their women's division. The only, I mean, the only place where I see they need some work is in their tag team division. Yes, but yes. Uh, as long as it doesn't like just tie up a title that people could be fighting over. Um, then I'm I'm fine with it, uh, but if one guy holds it and every match is, you know, both belts are on the line, then what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I understand that. So that's my point. Uh, Dang MQ Raquel Gonzalez had a really good feud with Shotzi Blackheart and Evolve. So look into that. Well, that's cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there is another question about two belts. Uh, Julian Ernesto Abril. Amanda Nunez is currently doing the two belt thing in the UFC and defending both independently, depending on which division her challenger belongs to. Do you yeah, think different weight classes, right? Yeah. Do yeah. you think that a scenario or maybe someone like Santos Escobar, who in kayfabe looks to be right on the line between 205 and heavyweight, captures a North American title and has to defend both against essentially two different rosters? See, that I would be totally into. I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd mm-hmm. be neat. Mm-hmm. I think it's a situation if, if one person has two belts. Uh, if you kind of do like a, a, a informal unification, yeah, what's the point? But if they're, you know, forced or want to defend them independently, there could be some interesting stories going on there. There could be, but here's the here's the thing. So wait a second. When Seth had the U.S. and the WWE title, yeah, how did he end up losing the, the U.S. title? He lost it. He lost the U.S. title to John Cena, oh, and then okay. later that night, I believe he 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 had that match against Sting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so if there is a clear division of divisions, like, okay, you have the Raw and SmackDown titles. That's easy. You have Raw mm-hmm. roster and SmackDown roster. Um, John Cena in the U.S. title is a bit different because for a while he, like, claimed it. It was his thing. He wanted to do the yeah. open challenge thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that would, you know, would Damien, why, if, if Damian Priest all of a sudden is like, hey, I, I've been having a run of bad luck. I've got a lot of momentum on my side. I want... Why would he? Why would he ever go after one title and not? You know, why would he here's, go after here's North a, America? Here's not a the potential. NXT? Here's a potential scenario. I know NXT is, has has not been keen on on necessarily putting one title above the other. I.e., the mm-hmm. the world title is not necessarily more important than North American title and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, how, it's kind of how New Japan hails the IC title and the world title. But you could do a situation potentially, and yeah, you can maybe make the case that it diminishes. The North American title slightly, where say Karrion Cross has both belts. Someone steps to him uh, uh, and says, "I want, I want to challenge you." And Karrion Cross, like, "Why do you think you're ready? You're not ready to fa- step up to me. I'll give you, I'll give this the chance. You face me for this North American title, and if you win that, then we'll talk about the other one. You know, something like that." I mean, it'd be cool if you know, you know, it could be cool. Like, sort of what you're saying is if they set up a. Uh you know, like a tournament and say, I'm not going to vacate this, but if you want to have eight guys sign up for a tournament, mm-hmm. then winner, winner can face me, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, White Brownie 92 should WWE redesign their sets after the pandemic era is over. No, they just did before pandemic era. So I doubt they're going to drop a bunch of money to, to redesign them again. Yeah. I know people like the, I mean, people like 
redesigned the sets, though. The SmackDown set. SmackDown doesn't up. need a redesign. The skateboard ramp might. might yeah, it kind of does. That might be. Although when Kevin Owens did that thing where he ran up and jumped off. It's the only guy ever to utilize it. If they did that all the time, it'd be great. I know. Kevin Owens, creative dude. Or bring uh, Darby Allen in. Have him skateboard on it. There you go. Uh, Die Hard Homer wants to know French toast or waffles. I'm a waffle man. Honestly, if I had it in front of me, it'd be French toast. So good. Prince C. Ross, who is a women's superstar on main roster, who is not being used and should pull a Finn Balor for character rejuvenation, go back to NXT. He says Ember Moon, who is currently injured, or Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. Ruby mm-hmm. Riot would be good because her character is different now than it was in NXT. And I don't feel like she was in NXT very long. She was not in NXT very long. Zondo, what match at Fighter Fest should be cinematic? Uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. We talked about that last night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see here. Blake Whitehouse, if you had a choice of seeing one of these three teams in NXT, who would you pick and who would their two feuds be with? The New Day, The Usos, or uh, The Disciples? I had to think about it. Who's The Disciples? Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy. Ah. Um, I mean, New Day versus Undisputed Era would be great. God, that'd be so good. That'd be so good. Or New Day versus Imperium. Imperium's really good, too. Yeah. Um, New Day versus Breezango. That could be fun. Pretty sure we've seen that. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah. Hey, did you hear about that? Uh, I wonder, what do you think the uh, Cutler and Blake's new gimmick's going to be? Don't know. If it was you, what would you give them? i just focus on the junkyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. How about, how Here, about this? Here's a new team, Scrap Metal. That's good. You know what they should do? What if they? Because I don't. I feel like owning a junkyard isn't too far away from owning a pawn shop. Because right. there's a lot of junk in a junkyard, and there's a lot of junk in a pawn shop. So what if they open up a pawn shop together, and that's their gimmick, and they wrestle to bring uh, a spotlight to their pawn operation? All right. Uh, Diehard Homer, six months in the 2020. Who's going in raw wrestler of the year? Well, there's two. That's two different things. Are you talking the Baron Corbin Award? Yeah. Or are you talking? Who we actually think is best wrestler of the year? Jeez. Best wrestler of the year right now is Oscar. Yeah, yeah, probably Oscar. <laughs> Sondo says their new gimmick should be Antifa. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's probably Oscar. Such a weird year. It's a really odd year. I'd be, I'd, I might be partial to give it to Charlotte. So we'll see. You see, she said she's only gonna be gone a couple of weeks. A few weeks. Yeah. I was trying to figure out which, uh, which uh, uh, wrestling journalist got it closest. Because <laughs> like Alex McCarthy, I think. I mean, it was that. it was PW Insider that said six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh oh man, Rain Trigger says, "Where's Dijack? The kayfabe answer and the real answer." So the kayfabe answer is he just decided he he decided not to show. He's like, "Yeah, it's too much COVID. Don't like it's COVID. Like, 
I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the PC. Oh, there's a Wawa on the way. He's, he's, just, he's been at Wawa for weeks. Yeah, exactly. The real Probably answer. Sandwiches there. I think he's stuck in uh, call up limbo right now. Yes. We had heard that he's supposed to go to Raw. He was teasing going to Raw, mm-hmm. and then he's not on Raw. Because I wonder mm-hmm. if I wonder if that was like a Heyman thing, and now he's just stuck in limbo. Oh, maybe that'd be a bummer. Yeah, Pritchard didn't like me. Too tall. I'm too tall. Don't <laughs> like real tall guys. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Adrian C. Chelsea Green fired Robert Stone brand weeks ago. Hasn't been seen since. Kind of feeling they're going to fast track her up to main roster. Perhaps yep. to replace the missing Charlotte for the rest of 2020. Um, I, we had heard also that she was in line to be called up. But again, you know, I think that was before uh, the move to bring uh, Pritchard into uh, to, to head raw. So who knows if that changed anything? It might be a situation where Heyman had plans. Same for Dijak, maybe for the call-ups. Once Pritchard took over, that's a situation where he maybe didn't feel like he had any obligation or any want to follow through on anything that Heyman had kind of set up. So maybe the situation where like, all right, well, we'll take a break on these call-ups, see what we can do to, to or what Pritchard can do to kind of do it his way. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. That totally could be. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, White Brand 92. If Keith Lee becomes double champ, he should defend the North American title in a gauntlet match. Yeah, there should be more gauntlet matches. Yeah, I agree with that. I love gauntlet matches. See next in NXT. Gregory Faya. Who do you want to see next in NXT? Daniel Bryan. Boy, that'd be great. Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens versus uh, M. Cole would be great. Daniel Bryan versus Johnny Gargano would be great. Man. Um, uh, Super Gibby says, Hey, friendos, just wanted to thank Stephen Larson for the raid last night. I was absolutely shocked and not expecting it. You are welcome. Shock the Gibby. Gibby. Uh, let's see here. Okay, Christopher Rappersod. We'll end on this one. All right. Triple H throwing shade. I should do my Christopher impression, but I'm not going should. to. It's a long question. I'm not sure I could do it. Okay, I'll do it. Triple H throwing shade at Cody for booking Dexter versus Strong Strap Match, who Dusty Rhodes made famous, and maybe Triple H threw it 4th of July weekend. Let do an American Great American Bash theme, though. Christopher, I don't know what your question means, buddy. Hold on a second. Let's see if I can figure this out. Is Oh, I think he means, is Triple H throwing shade at Cody by doing all this stuff? The strap match? Well, I mean, it's. I think it's more so. It's Like we said, it's, it's counter-program. That's what it is. They're not necessarily throwing shade at Well, maybe a little bit from the trademark thing. But I think they're just trying to steal some of the uh, uh, Fighter Fest thunder. Sticking it to them. Stick no, there's a degree it. of sticking it. But Stick I think it's not just strictly focused on Cody. I think it's... AEW as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be doing Pin, Loser, Draw here in about hopefully like a half hour or so because I really have stuff to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Twitch chat, stay tuned. Maybe we'll raid somebody real quick. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.